so grateful for your name, God. Thank you that you gave us access to your name, that you let us know who you are by coming in the flesh. Thank you that this morning we can approach the throne of grace boldly because of the name of Jesus. We come boldly, God, to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy in time of need. We thank you that we don't have to shy away. We don't have to hide our head. We don't have to shrink back that we can come boldly because of the name of Jesus today. Jesus, thank you for your name. Thank you for the access to God, the Father through your name. Thank you for what your name entails and covers for us today. We just declare your name over this year. Come on, let's just begin to declare his name over this year. Come on, we declare your name over this year. We declare your name over our families. Jesus, your name is beautiful. Come on, we declare beauty over our families. We declare beauty for ashes. We declare the oil of joy for mourning. Come on, Jesus, the balm of Gilead. Come on, I don't know what you faced in 2020. I can guess. And we just declare your name, Jesus, over this, over this year. But more than just the calendar page, we declare it over our hearts. We declare it over our attitudes. We declare it over our battles. We declare it over our mountains. We declare the beauty of your majesty over every problem or pandemic. We declare your name, Jesus. You part waters. You remove mountains. You, you walk on storms. Come on, Jesus. We declare your name. We declare your name over our businesses. We declare your name over our relationships. We declare your name over our sin problems and over our brokenness. We declare your name over our successes. We declare your name today, Jesus. There's no greater name. We need your name, Lord. We thank you for trusting us with your name. We thank you that you said if we ask anything in your name, It shall be done by our Father in heaven. So we just declare that you know all the things we need. You know what this year entails. And we just declare you, Jesus, to be the the light of the year, to be be the, the central focus of the year, God. More than ever before, we pray that it would be so in our own hearts, but it would be so in this city, in our schools, in this nation, and around this planet, that your name would be lifted so high that everyone would have to see. In Jesus' mighty name, come on. Would you give him praise one more minute? Declare his name for a second. Come on, we love you, Lord. So good to be in church with you on January the 3rd, declaring the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Look at, look at about five people uh, before you grab your seat. Look at five people and say, come on, his name is great over everything. Give our worship team a hand. Come on, welcome Justin McCain, our our new worship pastor. I don't know where his wife is, but there she is right there, Melissa on the front row. We love you. They got moved in here. Come on, how cool is it of God to to just uh, set us uh, strong in the first Sunday of the year? Come on, I'm so excited. Uh, Will, what's up, man? It's good to see you. I I was meeting with Will. Many of you probably heard him on the radio, uh, but we were meeting a while back, and he just said, I really believe God's bringing revival into this place and revival into this city and just reviving the hearts of his people. And so uh, I'm so excited about really uh, what the Holy Spirit has for us this year and I'm going to play that through the whole service so you can leave it right there (laughs) y'all don't want me playing with that thing Uh, 
I, uh, I really believe God has something for us today, and, and I believe He has something for you this year. Let me just say this. How many of you know that the, the, the magic, can't wait for 2021, can't wait for 2021. Uh, it's going to be, you, you know, that turning to the calendar page isn't going to change anything. I'm just like busting y'all's bubble right now. Like 2021, 2020 was the worst year ever. I mean, if you're online, listen, 2021 is going to be what God does in your heart. 2021 is going to be whatever you allow the Holy Spirit to do in your life. It's not, there's no magic turning the, all of a sudden, how many of you know, we turn the calendar page. Oh, it's like it doesn't. And so, and so whatever you allow the Holy Spirit and, and, the, and the word of God to do in your life is what the year is going to look like for you and I. And, and, I, and I want to just um, talk about one verse today, very weird verse. And I'm going to give you, and I couldn't shake it for a while. Like I, I, I taught the staff on it about a month ago, and this verse just stood out to me as I was in the book of Ezekiel, and um, I, I just couldn't shake it. And so I'm going to share that verse today, and I'm going to give you some thoughts about this year. This is kind of my theme for the year. Uh, before I jump into that, next week we're starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's going to be awesome, guys. And, and listen, you don't want to miss it. Every morning from, from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we'll be in this room praying 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. sharp, and so you can get to work. Um, we'll have a prayer guide. You have them in the lobby, I believe. And uh, it'll be 21 days. We're going to do uh, different types of fast. In the book, it tells different types of fast you can do. But I want to encourage you uh, to take the first 21 days and seek God as a church family. I believe this, that God is a, is a space filler. If you make room for him, he'll fill it. If you give God a cup, he'll fill it. If you give God a bucket, he'll fill it. If you give God a, a bank account, he'll fill it. If you give God your heart, he'll fill it. He just, he wants to fill space. And so let's take these 21 days as a family together and say, God, fill this space this year. Fill my heart this year like never before. And I promise you 2021 will be a different year if you'll do that. And then the encounter service will be the end of that month, January 31st. And we're going to have prayer teams here. And we're going to, anybody in that service is going to be prayed over with a, just a, with a heart from heaven for the year to kind of set the tone for the year at the end of that 21 days of prayer and fasting. So it's going to be very powerful. Uh, in the book of Ezekiel, there's an odd verse where Ezekiel's prophesying, and many theologians believe he's giving a picture of the millennial kingdom. Uh, Israel had fallen away. Ezekiel was a priest, but he was also called to the office of prophet. And so he was, he was uh, speaking as a prophet to the nation of Israel over and over and as he did so, he rebuked them, correct them, uh, chastised them, uh, said God's voice to them, and then, and then restored them. There was all different gamuts of emotions and, and directions that Ezekiel gave to God's people. And as he gets to this chapter, he begins to prophesy about the future temple. Many believe it was the past temple. Some believe it was the, the, the Herodian temple uh, when Jesus showed up on earth, but it wasn't. I really believe, and many theologians believe, it was the millennial reign temple where when God comes back for a thousand years, Jesus will come back to this planet for a thousand years on this planet and reign from Jerusalem on a physical throne in Jerusalem for a thousand years on this planet. And we'll be on this planet so the earth, I, I, I know I'm going to upset some people, all you recyclers, the planet ain't going nowhere and at least for another thousand years. I had people leave the church over that statement before, so don't leave. I'm just kind of joking around, but not. Um, and so, and so uh, the, point, the point is, um, as, as this temple gets set up, God gives some instructions to the priest on how to worship God, how to serve God. And um, it's very interesting. There's, there's a verse, and, and you can go look at it. It's in chapter 44. I'm going to give you one verse today. But in, in, there's a verse right before this verse that talks about the Levites and that they will serve the people and they will make sacrifices for the people as punishment. You know it. And it was an interesting, awkward punishment. It, it got, they actually they lost the right to minister unto God. 
They lost the right to be priests unto God because the priest had been rebelled, the Levites had rebelled and caused God's people to go into sin by the way the, the pastors were living. And so since the pastors were living a certain way, God said, no, you're no longer going to minister to me. You're going to do the sacrifices and take care of all the temple worship and all that unto the people. It was a punishment. But, but the sons of Zadok, the priests that held true, the small remnant, the priests that kept their heart right to God, the priests that served God, their reward is going to be to worship unto me, the sacrifices. In the temple, they're going to serve me. Can I just tell you, we're called to come into this place and worship unto him. It's, a, it's our privilege as priests to worship unto him. I mean, church is great and serving one another is great. And that's amazing. But the Bible somehow calls that punishment. <laughs> But, but our greatest call is serving and worshiping God. And so, so God gives a prescription to these priests on how to worship him. And we are called priests in the Bible. The Bible calls us kings and priests. And so is, there's a lot that we can take away from it. So I'm going to read this one verse. He, he's talking about what these priests are called to wear. And he says, you cannot wear any wool. And then he says this in verse 18. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen trousers on their bodies. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. They shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. My theme for the year is don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Father, we thank you so much for your gift of your name. We thank you for your calling. We thank you that you've called us as priests to minister to you, to worship unto you, to give you sacrifices of praise. Lord, we love you and we need you. Thank you for giving us a prescription not to sweat it. Thank you for asking us to serve you, but not to sweat it. In Jesus' name, help us to do so by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Come on. I think that's a good way to start 2021. Don't sweat it. I think there's, there's entire industries around stopping sweat. There's, there's deodorants. There's antiperspirants. There's aisles upon aisles. There's uh, commercials uh, upon commercials on how not to sweat it. I don't know what you use. I use some natural, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a natural, I'm a kind of a, a, a homeopathic type of guy. And so I use natural medicines and that kind of stuff. So I don't like spraying, you know, chemicals and aluminum in my armpits, any non-aluminum users, you know, I, I pay attention to that kind of stuff. And so I got uh, certain uh, deodorants I use and, and it's important. There's whole industries around helping you not sweat it. Have you ever, have you ever started sweating and you couldn't quit? I, I'm the kind of guy where like if I work out and take a quick shower, I just keep sweating after. I've been in, in scenarios. One time I was with uh, some friends, a bunch of pastors, and I was on this cleanser. I was doing like a 30-day body cleanse, and somehow it triggered me. I started sweating. I was the most, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. Like I could, I'm like trying to towel off. I'm drenched. There's other, pa I mean, it wouldn't stop. I've got a commercial for you right now on uh, uh, Old Spice Don't Sweat It commercial. Check this out. I think I have it. Where does regular end? An extreme begin? Good question. A wise man once said, sweat and body odor is your body's way of saying, hey, slow down. You need a break. But thanks to New Dirt Destroyer, the most powerful Old Spice body wash ever made, 
my body will finally shut up and let me live. Is there a limit to how much living I can live with my life? How will I know if I've gone too far? And why did I spend my life savings on sunglasses for a whale? I shall find the answers to these questions. Listen, listen, I mean, it's hilarious. They just got, I just laughed at it. I don't know, it didn't have, didn't have anything to do with my sermon. No, I'm just kidding. So here, here's the thought. Like, like somehow if he stops his sweating, he can, he, can, he can become all he's meant to be. And literally, spiritually, it's interesting. God says, if you would stop sweating it, you can actually become what I've called you to become. If you'll stop sweating it, I can actually do the work in you and through you. If you'll stop sweating it and trying to earn it and trying to sweat it out in your own strength and your own power and your own energy. I'm talking to myself today starting this year. I'm preaching to myself like if you'll, if you'll stop sweating it then I can actually let you become and discover who you're called to be. The, the priests were des designed and, and, and called to minister unto God but God says don't do it in your own strength. Don't actually wear anything that causes you to sweat. It's an amazing thought. I mean, it doesn't mean don't work hard. It doesn't mean don't care. It doesn't mean you're just going to have this laissez-faire attitude. Think about these priests that said they, they weren't allowed to sweat. They were in the middle of sacrifices and animals and, and slaughtering animals, he, pulling these animals up onto altars to worship God in the hottest environment you could imagine fire 24-7 and God says I want you to serve me like that in the midst of hot scenarios and, and, and burning situations and I don't want you to sweat it and God's saying that you and I can, can live this life and there's going to be scenarios that are hot and it's going to be very uh, heated in our life can I tell you that the altar of Christianity is hot if we're going to preach the real gospel and the true Christian gospel Romans 12 that you're called to be a living sacrifice where sacrifice is called to be on an altar what happens on an altar? Fire hits it. What happens when the Holy Spirit fire hits our life? It begins to burn up anger and burn up gossip and burn up doubt and burn up different things in our life and burn up our fleshly desires, burn up perversion and burn up anger and burn up. And all this, and we're like, oh, Christianity is just this easy thing. No, it's a hot endeavor. And God says, I mean, this might not be the most popular message, but the reality is God says, I want you to get on that altar and I don't want you to sweat it. What does that look like? Well, I just can't believe I just got to, you know, God's doing, asking this of me and we're going to fast and it's 21. I can't, I haven't had coffee in seven days. That's sweating it. And now I've given up this and now I'm no tea. Can you believe I'm on a social media fast for 21 days? No, 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 no. That's sweating. Like, like to not sweat it is like, man, God's doing some amazing things. 21 days I'm seeking him. There's 21 days I'm putting some things aside. My flesh is kind of going to be put to the side and God's going to feed me and he's going to give me revelation. I'm going to hear some things from God and things are going to be different. That, that's not sweating it. God calls us to serve him. Sweating is where you're actually heating up internally. It's inward heat. You're getting heated on the inside and trying to cool off externally. And God's saying, I don't want you to heat up on the inside. Sweat was a curse of the, the fall of mankind. Remember in the garden they said, you shall till the ground by the sweat of your brow. You shall, you shall produce by the sweat of your brow. That was part of the curse. It's not part of our life. It's not part of our calling. We're not called to just grind it out and sweat it out. I wrote this down. You can put it in your notes if you want. Spiritual perspiration is a lack of spiritual inspiration. 
A lot of times we, we're perspiring because we, we haven't got inspiration from God, and so we're trying to force something or make something happen. Grace, listen to this, this is so important. Grace is a response, not a responsibility. A lot of times we think grace is this responsibility and we come to God and we're like, I'm gonna prove it. I've gotten saved. Now I'm gonna worship harder. In the new year, I'm gonna worship harder and I'm gonna read my Bible every day and I'm gonna pray at 5 a.m. and I'm gonna text everybody and let them know at 5 a.m. I'm up praying for them. Praying for you. You put it on social media, pictures of you and your prayer and your, and your word and you're gonna show pictures of the Bible. And, and you know, I, I don't, you know, love you, a lot of you love that, that public Bible app that lets all your friends know how much Bible you read. I don't do that because I want you to know I'm behind. <laughs> and, and, and we think that this, this, we think grace, we take grace as a responsibility. Grace is a response. It's a response to him. And yes, I, I want to do all those things, but it's out of a response to what he's done. The Old Testament is this. Do this and live. Ten Commandments. Do this and live. Do this and live. Do this and live. Old Testament. Do this and live. Do this and live. The New Testament is Jesus did this, so live. Jesus did this, so live. Jesus is taking care of it, and it takes the pressure off me, takes the sweat off me, takes the strain off me. Jesus said, come to me, all you that are tired, all of you that are weary, and I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come on, I love Jesus' statements there. I think we've, we just take it upon ourselves. We, we understand it at salvation. We receive God, and we don't do anything. We know we just reach up to him, but then somehow we get saved and think that we can now begin to earn it and prove it and walk in it and, and get stronger in it. And, it's like somehow we reached up to God and got a hold of him. Like, we're gonna get a hold of God this year. Like, have you ever seen a baby get a hold of their parents? No, like, like all you see a baby do is sit in its mess and scream and stick its arms up in the air. And what happens? The parents reach down and grab the child and lift it up. There's nothing about the child putting its hands in the air that got a hold of the parent. Then the more, the more noise and the more, the more need and noise the child makes, the more attention it gets from the father and the parent or the mother. And, and so the Bible just tells us to walk in our salvation the same way we received it. Look at this in Colossians, Colossians 2.6. Even as you have received Christ, so walk in him. How did you receive him? Broken? Sitting in your mess? God, I need you. None of us who called on Christ were like, man, we were, this thing's working out real good for me, God. I got it going on. <laughs> nobody, nobody was, we were all like, God, I need you. We were children, like broken in need with our hands in the air going, God, and our father, he, he came to our rescue. We got his attention and he grabbed us. And that's all I'm just saying. Like, if you're not going to sweat it, just live in that posture. God, I need you. God, I need help this year. I can't do this. I need to respond to your grace. I need your help, God. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 11, 10 through 12. And then I'm going to give you a little list of thoughts about wearing linen clothing. I looked up some properties of linen, and I think it's important to, to kind of study for uh, being just a servant of God this year. Deuteronomy eleven ten through 12 says this, for the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt, which you've come from, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys. Come on, there's going to be ups and downs which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of it. Come on, isn't that refreshing that God's eyes are already on this entire year? 
and then it says that we're coming into a land that receives water from heaven. It says that you're not going to be like you were in Egypt. You're not going to serve God like you did in Egypt. You're not going to sow your seed and water it with your foot. What? So, so in Egypt, there wasn't much rain. And so they had aqueduct systems built to bring water from the Nile, and the Nile was lower, and so the, the slaves and the, and, and, and the Jews and God's people had to constantly pump with their foot to get water to the land. Come on, some of y'all lived all of 2020 like this. You lived in your marriages like this, in your worship like this. Some of y'all are impressed by my balance right now. I am. I'm starting to lose it. Some of y'all, some of you lived in your jobs like this. You do church like this. Come on, I've pastored like this. I'm going to switch legs. <laughs> I've pastored like this. I'm sweating right now. Preaching, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. And I'm sweating. It says that you and I aren't called to be in Egypt pumping water to our lives, pumping water to our relationships. It says that all we're called to do is come into a new land that the Holy Spirit wants to take us where rain comes from heaven, where we just love God. We just worship God. We just lift our hands to God and say, God, I need your rain. And you've watched my year and you bring rain from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit to nourish and bless and grow my life. That's, that's the way not to sweat. The only way not to sweat it is to get off the pump, get off the thing that you're trying to hype or force or build and to back up and let the Holy Spirit, God, I don't want Egyptian style. I don't want to sweat it. 2021, listen, no wool. It says you're not allowed to wear wool. No wool in my work. Somebody say, no wool in my work. No wool in my worship. No wool in my walk. I'm not going to, I'm just saying, God, I don't, I'm not going to wear that. I'm, I want to wear what you want me to wear. I don't want to sweat it, God. I, I want to walk with you. I want the linen of what your refreshing is in my life. I don't want to continue to put things on. And, and literally he says, you've got to put linen on. You've got to put linen on so you don't sweat. Here's several properties of linen. Let's give you some quick thoughts. Just a little list of, of some things that you can do not to sweat it. So number one, linen is expensive. It's the second most expensive uh, fabric after silk. And, and so just a number first thought for me is, is count the cost. Count the cost to minister unto God this year, to minister to your family, to minister out of, out of his strength and not your own is going to be costly. And I just want to encourage you, like, it does cost. It doesn't mean that you do it in your own strength, but it's going to be costly. What is it going to cost you to decide to, to not get angry this year? Was it going to cost you to decide to not gossip this year? Was it going to cost you to decide to, to not, to not uh, be bitter this year? It's going to cost you some rights. It's going to cost you some opinions. Come on, 2020 has been full of opinions. It's going to cost us some opinions. It's going to cost us some, 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 some noise. It's going to cost us some of our own personal rights to, to actually decide, you know what, I, I, want to, I want to not sweat it this year. I'm going to allow it to cost me some stuff. And I'm just encouraging you today, first day of Sunday, first day of church in the new year, go ahead and decide to put some prepayment on a little debit card. God, I'm already deciding today I'm going to put some cash on it. I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get twisted. I'm going to, put some, I'm going to prepay this thing. 
because there's going to be every reason to because it's 2021. <laughs> and I, I just want to encourage you, count the cost of it. And I got to count the cost and I want to decide up front, God, you can have my yes before you even ask. I'd encourage you, like, just, I say yes before the questions even ask, God. I, I need that in my own life. I've got to count the cost of some things to decide to be generous and gracious and engaged. Some of you need to count the cost of what it's going to take to turn your marriage around. It's going to be, be engaged, be repentant, be humble, be quick to forgive, slow to speak. Help me, Jesus. That's what I do for a living. I love you, baby. <laughs> Quick to listen, slow to anger, count the cost. Number two, linen is absorbent. Linen can actually absorb 20% of its own weight in water. It's absorbent. Here's what I put for this, a thought about just being absorbent. Know your worth. Know your worth. What, what, how's that mean? How's that absorbent? Because you've got to absorb who you are. You've got to know your worth before you can absorb what the world's going to throw at you. Because there's going to be things that you're going to have to absorb this year and things that I'm going to have to absorb. But the reality is you've got to know your worth before you're able to absorb those things. If not, you're going to be angry and bitter and mad and divided. And we go in the same rhetoric that we went through the last year. But you've got to know your worth. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That we might become the right, we, you are as right with God. You're in right standing with God. Absorb your worth. Know your worth. I was struggling with something a few weeks ago, and I was in prayer, and I was asking God about the situation. I was a little bit down on myself, and I was going through some stuff and some scenarios, and I was doubting some things in my life. Anybody human? And God said this to me. I heard him whisper to me. He said, you're my idea. <laughs> And smoke on that for a minute. <laughs> you're, you're my, you're God's idea. You're his idea. I mean, know your worth. You ever use one of those sham wows? <laughs> like, like, I'll use those things. And I give up on them early. They don't absorb anything at first. Just pushing the water all around. And, you, and if you keep applying it, and you keep applying it, all of a sudden it begins to absorb some stuff. And then all of a sudden you're amazed that it can like soak up a whole bucket of water, but, but it has to absorb some stuff before it can absorb some stuff. And you've got to know that God's saying, put on linen, it's absorbent. It can absorb things out of your life. Don't sweat it, but you've got to absorb who you are in God before you can absorb disrespect. You've got to absorb who you are in God before you can absorb hurt. You've got to know who you are in God before you can absorb pain. There, there's things that God's calling. If you're going to minister unto God effectively, you're going to have to be absorbent. You're going to have to be able to absorb some things because we're all human beings. And the reality is things happen. And the Bible talks about that. And I just want to encourage you, if you know your worth, you can absorb a lot more than you ever think you could. Y'all follow me today? I think we'll have to absorb some things. We'll have to know our worth in 2021. The, the next thought, uh, very um, simple thought, is, is this. Live for eternity. Live for eternity. I think it's important that we live for eternity. 
My, my life, excuse me, let me back up. Number three, linen is this. Linen is thermogenic. Anybody know that term? Thermogenic? Somebody like, no. Thermogenic means it can, it can cool you off when you're hot or it can heat you up when you're cold. And so it actually has the ability to dissipate heat from your body. So if you put on linen and you get heated up and you get hot, it can pull that heat away from you. And, and I, just, I, just, I just know life is hot. And you and I in 2021 are going to need something in our life to dissipate heat, to pull heat away from us. Look what 1 Peter 5, 8 says. I wrote it this way. Be sober-minded. Be sober-minded. Peter says this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That everything that happens in life is trying to get your mind out of whack, trying to get your perspective out of whack. Every situation, the enemy is a roaring lion. He's not just coming up, you know, he's not just showing up in front of you going, ah, I'm going to eat you. He's sneaking and, and trying to get into your thought processes and get into your mental uh, standing. And he wants to mess with your outlook. And so you and I have to be sober-minded in the midst of all the battles and all the, all the successes and all the losses. And I think it's important if we're going to not sweat it this year, there's a thermogenic quality to God's linen that he says, where I want you to be able to dissipate heat out of your life in a healthy way. Be sober minded. Think rightly. Have the right perspective. And I'm just going to be real practical with you. What is it in your life that you have to help you get rid of some of the pressure and some of the heat? Some of y'all need a hobby. Some of you need something fun. Some of you hadn't done anything fun. I mean, you've just grind and grind and grind and grind. Like, do something fun. I don't, if you need to go hit a punching bag, hit a punching bag. Come on, my CrossFitter's right there. If you need to work out, if you need to, if you, my kids, sometimes my boys start hitting me. They just, well, I, we, we, had a, we had a little um, incident in, uh, at, New, at um, Christmas Eve. Someone, someone broke into our building. It's no big deal. And, uh, and I was here with the police officers, and they had one of the canine dogs clearing the building to, to sniff it out. And the officer at the end, he was turning around, and the dog bit him in the butt. And, and the elbow. He was like, man, he got me. He's like, whoo. He's like, he's not going to eat dinner tonight. You know, he was upset. I was like, that happened often. He goes, well, my last dog bit me like 17 times. You know, he's, he's like, yeah, this one got me. He goes, this is the first time he's ever bit me. He's like, dang. And we're walking around and he goes, he goes if I'm going to be honest, sometimes he just really needs a bite. <laughs> come, come on, like. So you, you ever just need a bite? You just need a fight? You just need a release? You just need a... As humans, like sometimes my wife and I will get in a fight. I'm like, why are we even fighting? It's like, we just needed a good fight. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. It's because pressure builds up and you need something to dissipate the heat. Go hit a punching bag. Go work out. Get an accountability partner. Get a friend you can share with. Have someone you can talk to. I just, this is very practical. Uh, get, get, on, get on a good regiment with your, with your exercise and your health and your diet. That dissipates heat out of your life. Get a good study in your Bible. I, I don't, I mean, I'm not, not legalistically, but have some things that help you push away the heat and the pressure of life. That makes sense. Number four, uh, this is what I was talking about, the last one, I'm going to jump to it. Number four, linen is strong. It's the second strongest material after silk. And I thought that when they, they as I was studying it, I know this is kind of a, a maybe strange for you for me to teach on linen in church, but it's in the Bible. Linen, linen is a very strong material. When I heard it was strong, I thought it meant like it could hold a lot of weight. It doesn't. It actually meant it can last a long time. It, it, it can last up to two decades, 20 years if it's handled properly. And so as I was praying, God just said, I want you to live for eternity. 
If you're going to not sweat it, if you're going to have a healthy year, if you're going to have a year where the theme is don't sweat it, live for eternity. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far exceedingly more, uh, a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That this light affliction for a moment, it, what happens when you begin to decide to live for eternity, it makes everything make sense in perspective. I mean, we've been complaining about a pandemic where we're locked. Do you know who wrote this? Paul, the apostle. Paul wrote this. He says, for this light affliction, light affliction. He'd been beaten within an inch of his life. 39 beatings, uh, more and more beatings from different towns. Died, stoned, shipwrecked over and over in the deep, sleepless, one to die, suicidal, no food. I mean, bitten by vipers. We have a pandemic and we have to stay home and order from Uber Eats. <laughs> I haven't gone to a restaurant in months. Oh my God. I mean, think about it. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, living for eternity makes everything stronger. Living for eternity makes your marriage stronger. Come on, when it's, when it's forever, it makes your business stronger, it makes your relationship stronger, it makes your church stronger, it makes your parenting stronger, forever. Take whatever it is that's bothering you right now and put it a thousand years out and say, Was it, will it matter? Will it matter out there? Live for eternity. I gotta live for eternity. I ask you to live for eternity. I think that it changes things. It makes you and I stronger. You cannot have our culture, listen to me, our culture has a, a ladder climbing mentality, a next step mentality, a what's next mentality, a, a stone stepping mentality. That's our culture. I'm not blaming you, I'm, it's all of us. And, and I think sometimes we don't understand how weak and how, how messed up our perspective can get when we have such a, and how much we sweat it when we have that type of mentality and we don't understand that living for eternity actually makes us stronger. I got a couple more thoughts. Is this helping you? Yeah. Number five, linen is comfortable. Come on, somebody. Anybody got some linen trousers? Nobody. <laughs> I understand. I did a wedding in Costa Rica, so I had to buy a, a pair last year. Uh, the priests, it's interesting, are sacrificing, but God requires comfort in the midst of it. He says, I want you to wear something comfortable. I want you to wear something loose. I want you to wear something airy. I want it to be light and easy, and I want it to be, be comfortable. I wrote this down. What is comfortable? Be authentic. If you want to not sweat it this year, be authentic. Be you. Be comfortable. Absorb you. Be, be happy with who you are. Be authentic to you. Like, that's the most comfortable thing that you can be is you. You ever met those people that pray, and they change personalities when they pray? It's like, you're going to pray over the meal. Like, we'll pray over the meal. Pray over the meal. Father, <laughs> most righteous Father, rewarder of mankind. Like, who are you? <laughs> are the preachers that have the preach? Ha, and he, ha, and he said, and God is going to tell you, and I think, and deliverance has come, and breakthrough has come in 2021. Like, do you talk to your wife that way? <laughs> like, if you, if, you, if you go into spiritual mode and something about you changes, you're faking it. Like, 
Like, don't just be you. God hears prayer. God hears help. I just think there's so much more comfort in being authentic. I think that, that the real you, come on, linen is, it, you don't have to iron linen. It's got wrinkles and creases. Quit trying to put on a polished look for everybody. Quit trying to iron up your life for everybody. You know, your scars minister more than your successes. My scars are more powerful than my successes. Jesus showed his scars as proof. He didn't get rid of his scars. He rose with his scars and said, look, here's proof God is good. Here's proof God is faithful. Here's proof God has got me through. Come on, Devon. Okay, here's proof that God has worked in my life. Here's proof from what's happened. In my, here's proof that I'm still standing. Here's proof they tried to take me out, but they couldn't. Here's proof of resurrection power. And I'm so thankful for who God has called me to be. People say, well, you don't preach line by line and you don't preach. No, I don't. I say, smoke on that in church. (laughs) Don't sweat it. Be authentic. Be authentic. Linen, linen is, linen is (laughs) anti-allergenic. I know this is a weird sermon. <laughs> it's anti-allergenic. Like what? God says, wear material that's anti-allergenic. God is calling you and I to put on garments that don't allow us to have an adverse reaction to anything or anyone. I want you to minister to me. And if you're going to minister to me, you cannot be allergic to situations. And I wrote it this way. Honor all people. Honor all people. First Peter 2, 17. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God, honor the king. We can't serve God and have reactions to people. You can't serve God and be allergic to certain types of people. You can't serve God and be, be hyperallergenic. You can't, you can't serve God like that. I come from old school parenting. I'm like, my parents are like, try it. I'm like, no, I don't like it. Like, you ain't never tried it. Try it. I don't like it. Take a bite. I don't like it. Take a bite. Mama put a bigger portion on my plate if I didn't like it. That's old school, new school parenting. They drop the kid off the house like, he's allergic. He's allergic to grass. He's allergic to salt. He's allergic to mustard. He's allergic to ketchup. He's allergic to rice. He's allergic to toast. I'm like, allergic to toast. (laughs) That stuff didn't, listen, that stuff didn't even exist when I was growing up. Can I tell you that most of your allergies, you didn't even know until someone told you you had them? I had a brother who was allergic to everything. His mom told him, it was my half-brother. I started feeding him the stuff he was allergic to. He was like, this is good. (laughs) Can we stop letting the media tell us who we're allergic to? Can we stop letting politics tell us who we're allergic to? Can we stop allowing the world to tell us what we're allergic to? Can I tell you, whether you're black or white or or brown or, or yellow or red, whatever color you are, you're safe in this house. We don't have allergic reactions to people in this house. And and if anybody has an allergic reaction to you, then bring them to me and I got some vaccination power. God asks us to be people that that honor all people. And the last one, got a few minutes, the last one, it's it's, linen is non-electrifying. It doesn't conduct static. Static is caused by friction. So I just wrote this, be peaceable. Be peaceable. Look what, look what Titus says in Titus 3.2. 
speak evil of no one, be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. That we would just not sweat it this year and be peaceable, not cause friction. I think we've lost peaceability in, in 2021, eight peace. 2020, excuse me, eight peace. And I think as believers, we have, to, we have to ask God to help us get back the revelation of being peaceable. As a kid, I was, I was the first kid. I put on my little Superman underoos. Come on, somebody, feeties. What would I do? Try to shock you right behind the ear, right where it counted. A lot of people, a lot of Christians live that way. It might be behind Twitter. It might be on Facebook. Could be Instagram. And I just, I just think if we're going to not sweat it, it doesn't mean we don't have opinions and we don't have thoughts and we don't, we don't, we don't think. It just means we're peaceable. The Bible says that we'd be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall see God. I, I don't know, man. I just don't want to sweat it this year. Like I said, I, I, I told you, I've pastored like this. I've, I've done my marriage like this. I just want to say, God, just, I want to do it like this. Just rain on me, God. Rain on us, God. Rain on my kids, God. Rain on my marriage. Rain on our church, God. Rain on our, rain on the nations, God. Rain on this house, God. Rain on, rain on every race, God. Rain on, rain on, God. Thank you that your eyes on the year from the beginning to the end, God, to pour out rain on the hills and the valleys, God. Thank you for your rain, Jesus. I want to pray for you today. If you're in this place, just heads bowed and eyes closed for a minute. If you just say, you know what, Pastor? I've got wool on and I don't, I'm hot, but I've been sweating it. Like, I've been sweating it in 2020 and uh, the news has made me sweat and fear has made me sweat and worry has made me sweat and some relationships have made me sweat and, and, and success and failures made me sweat. And I don't want to sweat it this year. Maybe you've got to, it says you've got to put on linen. Like, you've got to put it on. You've got to turn off the news, maybe. Maybe you got to, maybe we're going into this 21 days of prayer and fasting, not as a responsibility, but as a response to his grace and a response to his refreshing and a response to his calling. You just can move some things out of your life that have caused you to sweat it. I just want to pray for you that you'd have a year where you don't sweat it. If you're online and you're listening to me, you know the things that are kind of making you sweat it this last year. You know that you, you, you know, you're watching and you say, you know what, I don't want to sweat it anymore. I need God's refreshing. I want to serve him in his power and his strength, not my own. If you've been pumping, trying to water this thing, would you just, just pray this prayer with me and just, just say, you know what, God, no, no wool in my work, worship, or walk. 
If you're here, no one's looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm not going to embarrass you or stand you up or make everybody look at you. But if you're here, just by, just by your hand, if you say, you know what, I've, I've got to not sweat it in 2021. I'm ready to turn some stuff out or remove some stuff from my life so I don't sweat it. Is that anybody in here? Just slip your hand. Just hands across this house. I'm not going to sweat my finances. I'm not going to sweat my parenting. I'm not going to sweat what you've called me to become, God. You're going to do the work in me. He who is, who is faithful to begin a good work shall finish it in me. I give you my life today, God. We give you our lives today. We thank you for a theme for 2021. Don't sweat it. You told us that we could minister to you in the hottest of environments and not sweat, God. If you told us it was possible, you actually asked us to do it, it is possible. Thank you that this year would be a, a year that we would just be refreshed in you, God. If you're in this place, no one looking around, just for another second, you say, you know what, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've been sweating it because I've been running my own life. I know I can't keep it all together any longer. I know I don't have the strength or power. I've never really surrendered to Jesus Christ. I'm ready today to, to make a fresh start with God. I need him in my life. Maybe you're here and you used to serve God or you used to walk with Jesus and you don't anymore. You, you walked away from him. Or maybe you've never really surrendered to him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says this, that if you would just give your life to Jesus, you get a fresh start in God. It's that simple. If you just say, I need you to be my leader and my Lord Jesus. I need you to lead my life. If that's you, no one looking around, I want to pray for you. Would you just put your hand up to me and say, Pastor, that's me. I need a fresh start this morning. Thank you for your boldness, young man. Anybody else? I need a fresh start with God. 2021, I need Jesus in my life. I'm ready to surrender. Just put your hand up and hold it high so I can pray for you. Awesome. Come on, church. Awesome. God bless you. Thank you for your boldness. People saying yes to eternity, saying yes to Jesus, saying yes to him being Savior and Lord. I'm going to pray a prayer. Just pray this prayer with me. If you didn't put your hand up, put your heart up if you need to in this prayer. Father, thank you for your son. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, we, we call on your name right now. We thank you that you died on the cross for us, that you lived perfectly and you took all of our sin, all of our mistakes, all of our guilt, shame, everything that we could ever do and not carry on our own. You nailed it to a tree. And then you rose from the dead to give us a brand new life. We accept you today as our Lord and our Savior. We believe that you are God. Lord, remove my sin, my shame, my guilt. Give me a brand new heart that I could serve you. Fill me, Holy Spirit, with your power to serve God the rest of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. One big shout of praise. Because we ain't going to sweat it in 2021. And those of you that just said yes to Jesus, you've got a sweat-free year. I believe in Jesus' name. He's going to do some amazing things in your life. Real quick, if you did say yes to the Lord, we have a ministry team over here, some ministry leaders. They'd love to pray with you at the Fresh Start table. Free book for you, free resource. We'd love to just meet you and pray for you. And then if you need prayer for anything in here, if you've been sweating it and you're ready to not sweat it going into this year, we'd love to pray with you over there as well. Those guys here from heaven and, and have been praying for you already, so they'd love to partner with you in prayer. And then real quick, if you're a guest, can you give our guests a hand. Thanks for hanging out with us on January 3rd. It's an honor you're here. We had a gift for you out in our lobby area at Connection. And then every week, we don't pass buckets. We kind of give as we go. You can give at the boxes by the door online. Listen, real quick, thank you for your generosity. You guys made it possible during a pandemic when we were locked down uh, and not even having church for a few months, made it possible for us to continue to reach the community, continue to serve. We didn't have to lay off any staff or cut salaries or anything like that. And it's been an amazing blessing on how you guys have served and been generous. Thank you for those of you online who call this your church home. It's been 
been a real honor, and I believe that God is going to continue to bless and honor that. So have an amazing day. Come on. Let's don't sweat it. We will see you next week in Jesus' name for a new series.